What? <laughs> Did you get those hot tamales? They're hot, Jim. You should shove two up your nostrils right now. They are a suppository. Oh, I like that. Spicy. I like that. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go find a big guy to fight. <laughs> <laughs> There, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. John, can you believe what I put up with? I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I tell you what, though, it was sunny tonight. The beautiful. Oh my goodness, it was nice. Hey everyone, this is Liza. No, it's not. And we have got some special people in the room today. Yes, we have. But um. Stumpy John isn't here. Last week he said he was going to be... He's doing stumpy things. He's doing stumpy things. But that's okay, because we have a stunt misfit filling in. We have a a stunt stunt stumper. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. I've been a lot of things to a lot of people. And I I, I, I think Texas John sounds like a good Uh, one. uh, Especially with that twink. Texas John. Hello, everyone. Hey. Howdy, partner. Thanks for joining That's us. It. You got roped into this. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're from Texas. You're used to being roped, aren't you? That's it. Exactly. <laughs> On the classy girl couch, chewing food right before it. <laughs> yeah, it's the lovely <laughs> Miss Banners. I mean, Miss Emma. <laughs> Miss Spanners. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> Miss Banners, I see what you do. Aloha, darlings. I am so thrilled to be with everyone this evening. It's going to be a great show. Yes, it is. It is going to be a great yes. show. Also joining us on the Classy Girl Couch, who we probably aren't going to hear a lot from because she's just here to be a fly on the wall, but it's Chen. Hi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's good. She's, she's just... Hi. Yeah, hi. There it is. Hi. Yes. There we go. Perfect. All right. And also joining us for the first time, um, this is going to be pretty cool. We got a lot to talk about. It's Max. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you just got shy all of a sudden. No, <laughs> come on now, Max. Now um, we we are going to get a lot of information out of Max tonight, so yeah. don't be shy. All right, but we're still not done. Because it's everybody's favorite naked guy. It's Naked Jim. Yeah, peace, love, peace, love, and dirt bikes. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we can't forget everyone's favorite ginger. It's Bagel. Greetings from the Pacific Northwest, where I am happy to report we finally have rain again. That's a good thing? Oh, yes. Um, yes, the, the wildfires yeah, I'll talk are getting to you in now. Yeah, <laughs> at least to put the fire out. <laughs> yeah. Bagel, how are, how are the horses at the bottom of the garden? Are they soggy? Uh, the horses out there—they're actually doing quite well. They—they're back from their their summer adventures. Okay. Do they? And, I mean, do, uh, I, I'm not sure what horses do. Do they frolic in the rain or sort of roll around in puddles? What uh, do horses they, do? They—they—they they, they frolic around. They'll you know hang out in the barn. You know whatever they feel like. Do, they like want to do, do horsey things. Ask the Texas John. I grew up on a I grew up on a horse ranch. The only thing I ever mm-hmm. saw them do was convert cold hard cash, which is hay, yeah. into poop. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fertilizer. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so um I did a little ride yesterday. Did you really? I did. You know, I, I rang up Jim and I'm like, I want to go for a ride, but I'll be honest. I'm like, 
I'm not feeling like I want to go like attack hard things. I don't want to go hit dirt. I don't want to go hit twisties. I want to just kind of um, reunite with my KTM 990 and just kind of just have a nice, easy ride. Because you've had, you've had kind of a rocky journey with that KTM, haven't you, darling? No, I love it. It's still no, is, I know you love the it. bike that most agrees with me. But I'm like, I just wanted to go out for almost like what you, a cruise. A cruise. Well, yeah. I, I think you had to have a little recovery from your Africa twin. I think you went yeah. to the extremes. You went from Africa twin to Pakistan on a 150 <laughs> yeah. fucking whatever beater bike for like 10 days, shifting like, you know, five times a minute. Eight oh, um, tab dance. Yeah. yeah, tab dancing on that thing. And then you did that for two weeks in Pakistan. Then you came back and tried to jump right back into the DCT, which gave you a little bit of a thing. Yeah. So I think you just wanted to hop back on a motorcycle. <laughs> and you just wanted to ride and shift yeah. and do I, some of this and find some food. I'm very interested, Liza, after last week's counseling session. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still done with the Africa Twin? Um, I believe that I am ready to try something new. Yes. Um, it's I, I feel like I experienced it and I'm ready to experience something new. I kinda I, I threw a little bit of a curveball in her because yeah. you're already buy this new bike, but I'm like, why not just love the nine ninety <clears throat> supermotor that you have and just put a little money into that, put some new tires on it? Because you yeah. really like that bike. It's you know the KTM nine ninety supermoto with a small front wheel. Yeah. And you seem to like that a lot. And you're going to go to a little bit bigger adventure bike. So anyway, food for yeah. thought. No, I think, um, as I said, um, my KLR, my scooter, my 690 Enduro, my 990 all fit all my specific needs. But then I have a bike that, like the Africa Twin, is just something I wanted to really try and experience. Now I can right. buy another bike to try and experience. I think the biggest... the. It boils down the biggest problem with that Africa Twin, and I experience it as well, and it's odd for me because I spend all day, every day, just mm-hmm. manhandling various bikes around my workshop. So bloody big. Yep. And it carries its weight so high as well. Yep. It's a very awkward bike to push around. And if you repeat that day in, day out, every time you go out on it, as nice as it is to ride, if you're terrified of dropping it, Every time you're moving it in and out of the garage, it well, would kind of cloud things a the, little the bit. The reality is, the bike is made for traveling and for adventuring. I'm not really doing either of those, but for a day ride or a short ride, I can hop on any of the bike, other bikes that are just a lot more nimble and fun. Right. They're just more fun. And you can wheel them out of the garage without giving yeah. yourself a coronary. Yeah, I think Bagel would say that this is where scooters come into, is where you just need to hop on something and run down oh, the no. street or whatever. The scooter is one of the ones that I, I ride right. the most. Well, yeah. just in contrast to the to the yeah. larger uh, Africa Twin is what I mean. Our no. scooters are for girls. Yeah, no, scooters don't come right. into the conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's so, the right tool for the just job. Kidding. It's an event to get. What you're telling us is it's an event to get it out of the garage. Oh yes, I mean, it's a, there's a major yeah. process. I mean, it's it is it does look it it does. Now I just saw yours. It's okay, got presence, not, hasn't it, Max? It, it, it does. It it does look extremely top heavy, just yeah. visually. I, I yeah not. Not it's, riding it. It's it. a big I mean, purpose-built bike. Now, is what year is that one? 2018. Okay. Did the ones that preceded it, were they no, auto, this tra- was, auto transmissions no, too? No, no. This was the return of the bike in what, 2016, 2017? Yeah. That it just, they revived it. Because it, so it, still... it, it went away in the 90s. I think right. it went away in 93. Right. And it was a substantially smaller bike, but it was still a bloody horse. 
and then it came back. And the original, did it have a five-speed, a six-speed, or five was it an auto, too? No, it's five-speed. No, this is the re- the DCT is is new. Yeah. Yeah, the automatic. No, the original was a 750 five-speed. I mean, yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a big okay, thing but, for what it was. But, that's, that's right. But that's, Emma... Yes. So I've been thinking because if I'm just oh, open, don't do that, darling. Because if I'm yeah, open never, to never experience good. something yeah, new, one of the bikes that came up on my list was, that I never expected to be there was maybe a Pan America. Good luck, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did everybody catch that pregnant pause there? Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, she dropped I, that on me yesterday. I was. I'm uh, like, ah, I'm open to. I want to experience something. Well, you know, new. we were at the I, Indian dealership, and you were like, maybe a cruiser. And I'm maybe like, a cruiser. Right. Maybe a Goldwing. Something. Monkey I just bike. Yeah, experience. but a cruiser is going to be a mild killer, which is exactly what you you have right now on the Africa Twin. Liza has attachment uh, issues. She's going to get something new every three years. So. But there's nothing. There's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Variety is, you know, yeah, spice of life. Spice yeah. of life. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem so, with the Pan American, though, is mm-hmm. I I take a really good look because if um, I I only rode the one, but if top heavy is not uh, not a you know not a lot of fun for you, that bike is insanely heavy on the top. Yep. Yeah, but again, you, I like to I like to experience bikes right. and to t- really try them out and understand them. So uh, that's why don't you, why don't you rent one first before ah, you buy there it? You oh, there, you oh, there you go. There you go. I heard of this that's company. Right. I heard of this company that's called Twisted ticket. Road. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I, do that. <laughs> I heard you throw out English bikes for the first time. Maybe a Tiger Eight Hundred. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm open, but I think I'm ready to. Sell it so I can try something else. You, yeah, you should definitely. I don't sell really it. have You're a need it. for anything, so I want to get something that I can experience that I've yeah. never really. And ultimately, the Africa, the Africa Twin, I think where it differs from like the GSs and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a dirt bike, you know. It it's, you, it's it yeah. wants to be off road. It's do made you know the off-road. best thing about English bikes? Uh, the accent, the electronics. They're assembled by English people. Oh, yes. Who say, like, go blimey, Gav, you're a cautionary. Wanker! <laughs> Oi, wanker! Put that part on there, you bastard! Yeah, wanker. So <laughs> we went for a ride, and a very nice ride, just around uh, back roads and around through fields. And yeah, northern Monterey County. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, western and when San Benito County. Lunch. Here, here's a hot tip. A great place to get lunch. A San Juan lot of Grade people Road. don't Me and think uh, Emma that. rode on that. We, on the, your roof is San Juan Grade Road from Crazy mm-hmm. Horse Canyon oh, up over to yeah. San Juan Batista. Yeah, it's a lovely um, road. One of our favorite places to go for lunch isn't a specific place as much as a general place, meaning small airport restaurants. Yep. Mm. yep. We like yeah, I heard to, half you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Again, oh, right. Oh, so nice. we went yeah. to the Hollister Airport. Uh, has a restaurant there that they've just all redone. Used to be called the the, ding, the Dingling. <laughs> yeah, but I think it changed. So that's it's a great destination. Yeah. Small we, airports. We we have the Kernville Airport, and yeah. um, it just has a really really small small restaurant. Probably maybe seven eight people maxed out, Ooh. and they make an incredible hamburger there. There oh, you nice. go. And I, I yeah, like yeah. I like hamburgers. Yeah, so. yeah. and airport great travel food. Yeah, so that's something that Jim and I always like to like go to. And you get airplanes. to see airplanes, which yeah, is and there's cool. airplanes and helicopters. Yep. And there shit. you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so it was a great ride, and I just felt really comfortable and good. And it was just one of those, I think, mental health day rides where it was nice. Yeah, we went to the dealership. We went to two dealerships, yeah. Indian and that uh, Owen oh, Gilroy. Yeah, we yeah. went to Hollister Power Sports, which was interestingly enough, even though they sell. So there's the Indian side, and then the. Everything outside. Right. And they, they keep like them Honda, very, very Kawasaki, separate. Kawasaki, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, not many street bikes at all. Not many street bikes. Just the Indians. No, like, very almost uh, no dual sports. A uh, versus. It was almost all dirt bikes. Kind yeah, of like sucky dirt, dirt bikes. Bike, dirt bikes. Um, like a uh, versus three hundred. You know what's surprising? None of the Honda 125s. Zero. No Groms, no Cubs, none of that. They can't get any of those. Mm-hmm. There was um, just, yeah, a handful. Tons of Kawasaki 250 well, and 450 dirt yeah, bikes. Yeah, just a handful of street bikes. Speaking from mm. within the industry, the supply chain right in the middle of the pandemic, because if you remember, you know, I was going gangbusters right at the start of the pandemic and the supply chain was just i didn't e- ever think it was going to come yeah. back yeah oh it was so irredeemable. what's up with broken. tires now by the way we should well, revisit yeah. that Do you want yeah to we're going to revisit tires and it has come back but there are exceptions tires are one of them yeah I can't get tires like, to save my fuck? life i was a place could, the other day they were like i'm like where's all the tires right yeah. and i can't get them and bikes are another one it's you know there's still some snafu within the supply chain it'll come back but it's taking its sweet time i'm still waiting on the luggage for my suzuki and that's been what a couple of months yes anyway so and and then we went to uh gilroy that i was at last week but that place is huge coming through there and my rear brake was squealing which i assumed meant time for new brake pads which turns out once I took them off, it wasn't. They weren't even halfway worn through. But as Emma said, sometimes they just hit a harmonic and start to squeal mm-hmm. well, that you can file off the edges and fix that. Well, what happens when, when they manufacture pads? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the metal backing plate. And if you've ever seen a pad that's delaminated, this, it's quite interesting. There's this almost like hook pattern on the back of the metal. That's, that's cast part, into the like, metal. Like if the, the con- pad itself came yeah, off the metal Yeah, and it kind of bites into the, the yeah. friction material. Mm-hmm. However, they put this kind of chamfered leading edge on the pad. Um, but, of course, you get to halfway, and mm-hmm. it usually wears down. You get a really sharp edge. And then as the pattern of the rotor goes past the little holes, it sets a harmonic going. So it's like a finger on a wine glass. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's there exactly you that. And your pads, you your pads are vibrating, and they sing to you. Yeah. And the the quick fix, uh-huh. you know, if if a bike comes into my shop, you know, brakes are singing. Um, I'll have a look, and if there's only half half wear, I just take take the leading edge off the pad, and then mm. they go out, go away, it. and it's yeah. nice and quiet. You could do the same if you put like thick grease on the back of the pad, oh. or even like a rubber material, like a damp yeah. and you you basically glue the pad to the piston. And that stops all the harm. How, how do you take a little bit of the pad off? Like just uh, like oh, a reel or a little file? Yeah, it's soft. So fortunately, they they did have some brake pads, which I got. Which again, just like where were those brake pads? Yeah, the hats and jackets. You should have got the hats uh, and jackets. Yeah. Too. Where were those brake shoes? Oh my god! Tell her this. Tell her what the fucking brake pads. How much they were? Yeah. So how much should I mean these brake pads? Uh, just for a just single two. caliper. Yeah. Was uh, sixty bucks, well, and I, I mean, thought that was a lot. And then I went and looked like at, up that specific right. model number, and they were like Revzilla is like fifty three dollars. So it sounds like it was in an en- range. An entry level pad well, at my shop, and then plus tax. So an entry level pad by Golfer, which is just the straight, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, organic pads, thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. That's where you start, and then a ceramic pad's probably. 
yeah. 60. 30 e- bucks doesn't surprise yeah. me. When I heard 50 or 60, 60. Was, I was like, I mean, Dang. I can do. Cent- centered? Are they centered? Yes. Yeah. And then. Um, are, they, are, are yours like for European bikes only more or less? Or can you pop them in like a Suzuki V-Strom or something? No, you can. You, you, Those are pretty universal. Kind of not universal. Well, they're no, not no, universal, no. but the manufacturer. The plate is made to fit into that bike, but the material is the same. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Yeah. At the moment, I'm. I'm. I seem to have kind of fallen into golfer pads. Mm-hmm. Um, they they give me, to me, the parts I bolt on that give the least trouble are the best parts. Not EBC? You know, Come I on. like EBC because I know all the cats who the work do- there. The domestic I mean, they, product? Come they, on. You know, it's like, the, it's, that's the Peaky Blinders or the brake pad oh, world, I, I mean, you know. Um, and I know them all. And they, so. do, they do make a really good pad. Um, but, you know, Isaac came in on his Connie mm. and he needed new pads and so I thought oh I'll get some really nice ceramic um, mm. golfers yeah. and I put them in and he rode home and he called me halfway home and he said this brake is amazing it's like sticking a spokes a stick through the spokes really? it's amazing <laughs> that was me in America no Spanish oh I will tell you though wow. I was very impressed with swapping them out on that bike I pulled out two clips and a pin and they just drop out, and I slide the new ones in. No removing the caliper, really? nothing. It was all, oh. all I needed was one set of needle nose pliers to pull the pins out. Yeah. It was done. It was easy. Nice. Very nice. easy. Uh, oh, well, I take it back. I had to bleed out some fluid to push the uh, mm. the, the cylinders back. But it was very, very simple and, and clean and, and easy. So It's, anyway, it's always nice, it's isn't it, when, when there's not a ton of stuff oh. on the floor, and you're going, oh. what the hell is that? This is this is not going to be a nice night, you know. No, so I had a very nice ride yesterday, and it's always fun we can stop. I I had a lovely ride today. You did, and do you know why? Because you're on Rufus. I saw Rufus parked out there. Oh, Rufus is such a good boy. I can't ride him every day because he gets me into a lot of trouble. (laughs) And we were talking, and this is a perfect example about why having multiple bikes scratch a different itch. Mm. I love my Harley for the simple reason, if I'm just kind of boffing around, it's a great bike, and I don't feel I have to do 100 miles an hour everywhere. Mm -hmm. But any day on Rufus is a good day. I'm (laughs) glad you had a good ride today, because there's somebody who didn't have a good ride this weekend. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, Skyler. Oh dear, <laughs> poor Skyler. <laughs> so <laughs> is Skyler a, a good story? This is a good story. You didn't hear the story yet? No, uh-uh. I God. Did, I did. Uh, I don't okay. think so. Uh, no, I told you in the garage. Oh, um, but Bagel hasn't heard of this one yet, so no. you guys will enjoy Emma, this. Emma, so, throw me hot so, <clears throat> so uh, Charlie and his friends were doing a uh, group ride up in Mendocino oh, County. This, okay, yeah. you did tell. I know the name. Uh, which I knew he was heading up there to ride the big bikes around. And apparently one of his friends, Skyler, who mm. is on a, a Triumph. Tiger, Triumph Tiger. Yeah, he's on a Tiger um, 800. Friday night was going to go meet the guys to go camping, but couldn't get there until it got dark. And was going Ooh. in the trails to f- meet everyone at the campground using his GPS. Seemed like a good idea at the time. But once oh. he got onto the GPS, apparently to get to the campground, there's a water crossing. So the GPS reroutes you around the water crossing because it says that's not a road anymore. And it reroutes (laughs) you onto like motocross trails. 
So he's just <laughs> following it, and it sent him off on sing- motocross single track down I, into a ravine. I think he wasn't even oh. on a motor. He was on a, you know, a, a, a mountain bike trail. He was on like a bicycle trail, a tiny. No, no, it was. It was, it was, a, it was, it was a motocross. It was a dirt, yeah, it, well, dirt biking trail, dirt biking trail. Right, but it was like single track, oh, and God. he got sent down into a ravine. Downhill's always <laughs> bad. That he couldn't Downhill get out is of. Bad like that. So fortunately, he had his camping gear, so he just decided to literally pitch his tent, <laughs> and oh, the man. next day decided, well, now I'm going to try and get out of here. But this was really difficult terrain. And he couldn't get his bike out of there. And apparently it was taking some hits because there were some pieces of it that they had to retrieve. So What was he riding? What was he a tiger. I don't know what size. Okay. Tiger 8, I think. Because when you're in that, just turning a bike around in a situation so like that is... So he gives up and realizes he's screwed. He's got to wait for help to come along. There's, It's oh. possible... That no one would ever come. And this guy is stuck with no cell phone reception. Remember right? when Josh Herman Wait. got trapped in there and they had to yeah. send a helicopter in there. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've been so his, he was like, well, I, I don't know where everyone is. I have no cell reception. Uh, I no guess spot tracker? I'm just, no. He's, he's just, he was going to wait for help. Oh. He heard some bikes coming. Some dirt bikes came down the trail. You will not believe who was on that dirt bike? Who was Two on that man? dirt bike? Two-stroke man. <laughs> Who do you think would be the most qualified person to get an adventure bike out of a tight spot? Is she a Besides diminutive woman? Man. What five-foot-one woman? <laughs> Jocelyn Snow. Would you Jocelyn so Snow. Snow. <laughs> Yay. My God. Jocelyn Snow is out God riding smiled. with friends and comes across this kid. She Did sends me a message like, what's up? I just rescued a kid who says he knows you. He was wearing like street gear and was on uh, an adventure bike and a trail. I would never take an adventure bike. And so um, she and her buddies helped him get out of there they and pushed, pick up pieces well, along the yeah, way. They actually and got pushed, him back to the trail. Pushed the bike out of the ravine and collected pieces as they went. So, wow. so Jocelyn Ooh, Snow to the rescue. But isn't that amazing? Who would be the one That's person awesome. you would pray to show up? That's right awesome. Now? Well, he did pay right. the price up front by getting stuck down there and camping overnight. Prepare to overnight. Wow. That's why they call story. it adventure biking. So I thought that was right. funny. That so great. shout Good out ending. to Skyler who got rescued. What a great by story. The right person who easily could have still be there. Mm-hmm. And shout out to yeah. Jocelyn for being the rescuer. I know, so, right? Good on yeah. you, Jocelyn. Well done. I, know. I wish I could have seen her face when, like, she must have been like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's sending me an email. I was like, what the? And Charlie was talking about some of the trails they were doing. He's on his Tenere 1200, which is mm. not much lighter than it's the Africa Twin, mm. that they had to lay him down on their side and drag him under trees and stuff. Had to layer down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Turn around. Turn around. Max, would, would you ever, if you got in a spot like that, Max, would you ever uh, put any of your bikes down on the ground and drag them out? Or would that just be heartbreaking for you? It, okay. It, it would seriously, <laughs> it would seriously depend. It would seriously depend on my supply of Pepsi and Pop Tarts. Right. Like, or nope. I guess I'm going to stay here and starve to death I'm because I'm not laying the bike down. Because there, there would come a point where you know, we, I got to go. <laughs> you know, well, exactly. There, 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 there's not enough Pepsi here. There's, I'm out of Pop Tarts. Uh, you know, it's time I, to go. I, I love you. You know, it's been great, but. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, and unfortunately for this crowd, 
Laying the bike down and dragging it under fences is achieved far too quickly, <laughs> usually. In fact, that is your method of choice now, isn't it, Jim? Just lay it on its side, drag it under no, the fence. We go well, to it much more quickly than we used to, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Well, you, you know, know, if you take a fence apart at a at a at a federal reservoir, <laughs> the, the feds kind of look unkindly at oh. vandalizing oh. that. So yeah, I, yeah. If you pop the hinges out and actually sort of open it, yeah, you could. Well, end we up we in clink. From we that. tried the hinges, but they tack welded them, so we took the fabric oh, off. Bastards! Yeah, they didn't ah. tack weld that. I'm I'm on I'm on street bikes I, I'm on street bikes so if I'm dragging my bike under a fence I I got news for you we we got bigger problems yeah. 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 something's something's really gone your bike's sideways probably, yeah your bike's probably dragging you yeah, under a fence at that there point. you go there you go now that that I can understand that I can see happening but. Well, Max, Not the other way around. Let's learn more about you. This is uh, Max Sizemore joining us, and you are a bike builder, right? We call it bike build. How many bikes have you built? It's it's Resto Mod. Resto Mod. Resto Mod is the Ooh. current trendy yeah. term for people like me. All right. How many bikes have you Resto Modded? <sighs> Hashtag Resto Mod. We've, yeah, de- we've debated this whole topic, by the way Resto Mods and et cetera. Anyway, I'm I usually sorry. do a series of uh, I usually do a series of about six. Sometimes it goes mm-hmm. a little, and then so we're 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 up in the thirties, maybe. Okay, I, I mean mm. grand total. Ooh. Okay, and if you go on if you go on in my website, uh, the Max Sizemore Facebook group, and there's pictures uh, that date back to nineteen. 19- 80, 1981. You're aging yourself, Max. Y- Yamaha RD 350. And y- if you look closely, you'll see it has it has DG heads, DG pipes. It has a custom seat on it. You know, okay, so, the, the whole nine yards. So for people who don't know, what t- to you is the difference between being a bike builder and a resto modder? Well, okay. You know, when you start welding together the frames, yeah. when you're machining out your own engine... I, I, I kind of think, you know, I think that's that's where you're you're a bike builder. Okay. A resto mod, you know, I'm. I kind of take what the factory did, you know, the the factory bike, and I look at it, and sometimes it's what would have happened in the case of the super the superbirds. Mm-hmm. What would happen if Honda hadn't just rolled over, showed its belly, and gone home? When um, the Busa came out, what what would have happened? Can I? Let's find out. So, would you say you take a stock bike and make it better? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so that 100%. that would be resto mod, right? Well, uh, if if I can jump in here, Max, because I've done I've done a few of these as well, and the the term resto mod kind of started in the car industry. Um, God, it's been going on probably for about thirty years, and people oh, were easily. restoring. These vintage cars, if you take like a 60s T-Bird, if you take 61 or a 62 T-Bird, they're the most glorious things to look at. But, mm-hmm. of course, it drives like a three-legged horse because the brakes are terrible, suspension's mm-hmm. terrible. Absolutely. It hasn't got that much power. So the ideal is you build this car that's got all the elements that it looks like the interior's that glorious interior. It's got a modern engine so it can keep up with itself. It's got good suspension, good wheels, good brakes. So it drives like a modern car. Now, if you extrapolate that to a bike, mm-hmm. obviously, and taking the Super Blackbird as an example, 
those things rolled off the line 20, 23 years ago. They've got, back in the 90s, Japanese knew how to make power. So it's not short of power. You can still improve it. You can improve any bike. But, God, there's so much more you can improve now with suspension technology, with brake technology. Even with tire technology has moved on so far in the last 20, 25 years. And you can get something that's got all these elements of this glorious 90s superbike to look at and that feel, because they do feel different, um, but actually behaves like not only a modern bike, but a fast modern bike. Mm-hmm. So that's the essence of Resto Mod in that's, my mind. That's, that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. I think uh, I've Resto Modded a bunch of bikes then. I think you have Resto Modded a bunch <laughs> of bikes by not cleaning them, Liza. <laughs> oh there, was, right. there was always... Airhawk doesn't there, count. There was always two schools of thought, okay? You had the people who followed, uh, like Colin Chapman, who said, why, would, why do we need to add horsepower when we can add lightness? Right. Then there was Enzo Ferrari who said, look, if you lost a race, you don't have a big enough engine. The really (laughs) smart people are the ones who take both philosophies, bring them together into one. And it can be a car, a motorcycle or anything. And that's in all honesty, that's really what I try to do. I put I put them all on a big diet. I mean. We, we go hacksaw crazy. We, we get rid of anything that doesn't make it go faster or stop faster. That's usually the mantra in my garage. And, um, you know, then you've got suspension. You've got brakes. So nowadays, it's, it's relatively easy. We can upgrade all that stuff and bring it online with the modern bikes that are rolling out of the factory right now. And then when it comes to horsepower, well, you have... People like webcam out there, which will work with you on almost anything. Wasco Pistons, JP, those people will cut pistons for you, whatever you decide. Oh, if you got the money, they got the parts. Well, well the- money's always, mon- believe me, money is money is uh, always a problem. But here's my problem with it. Just once in my life, I wanted to build something when we built Godzilla, I wanted to build something. That's that's my art. That's that's what I do. That's that's what I love. I wanted to do it without that in the back of my head. I don't want to deal with money. I don't want to talk about money. I don't want money interfering with my decisions. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla was the one time I was able to do that. So tell us about Godzilla. What uh, did you start with? Well, what I started with was a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, 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 you know, kind of a kind of a street legend, kind of a street thing that was going around, and it was based off the original writings of Rob Muzzy. Okay, well, oh, Muzzy, Muzzy had written Muzzy had written that yeah. if anyone ever truly uncorked a ZX twelve R, there would be no stopping the bike, and I was really fascinated with that when I read it. And I knew, I knew the story of a man named Eric who was friends with Muzzy and was building the ultimate motorcycle. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know at the time, I went looking for the bike, and I went looking for it. I just wanted to get, I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see it. I wanted to see the build sheet. I wanted to see what. What, what he'd did you done. heard about it? I, I'd heard the bike. I, I heard the bike was going to be the greatest thing on the face of the earth. Ooh. That no one would ever be able to beat it. That it was just an unholy monster. What I didn't know until I started 
until I started hunting for the bike and the man was that he was dead. He had mm. passed away. Unfortunately, he had he was in the garage working on a Ducati of all things, struck himself with a ball peen hammer. <sighs> Went to bed. Struck himself with a hammer. Whoa, this took a turn. I'm yeah. paying attention now. What? This the guy's building the best motorcycle ever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he um, he went to bed just you know probably angry, <laughs> and uh, you know um, sadly he uh, he developed a blood clot and passed away in the middle oh, of the night. Oh my! Lord. Death oh, by ball peen. Ball peen. Oh, and wow. Self inflicted. Brain aneurysm. Well, hammer. who wouldn't wow, want to hit tragic. themselves on the head while working on a Ducati? And that wow. was, I actually yeah. saw that Ducati, by the way. That's a whole other story. But wow. So he passed away. Um, the bike, as it sat at that moment, mm-hmm. was boxed and placed in a garage and forgotten about. That was the end of it. And I went looking for like it. A haunted bike. I went looking for it everywhere and just one little clue at a time tracked down the guy's brother him and i started talking over the phone i i desperately wanted to get a look at this bike and i wanted to build my own version of it and through a very long series of conversations one day he finally called me and he said hey look i've been talking with the family and if you're willing to promise us to give us your word that you will see the bike all the way through to conclusion we're willing to sell it to you and i said deal wow. and i hadn't been up there wow. i had not seen it i just knew the story behind it i grabbed chin grabbed my truck we we burned it to the ground and got up there they opened the garage for me and i literally could not believe what uh what i was looking at um every single part i had ever heard about read about thought about every single part was there rob muzzy's uh clutch basket the um, bonneville box was sitting there which is the computer box that kills everything puts all the power to the engine dumps off everything else removes all the restrictions that was there um carbon fiber rims magnesium rims uh pure carbon fiber porcelain coated gas tank that weighed and that weighed so little I could pick it up with my little finger. Wow. Everything was there, including the biggest build sheet you'd ever seen in all your life. It was a Ooh. it was a inch thick book. <laughs> so there was a blueprint. The problem was everything was dated because this had happened way back. I grabbed we we grabbed everything. We started throwing it in the truck as fast as we could. We got out of there, went home and laid it all out on the garage and it was at that you know that moment where you you know you put your hands together and you go okay let's begin and the step one was i don't want to hear another word about money i don't care what happens i don't want to hear about money i'm so, going to so do the man with a good job i'm mm. going to do everything <laughs> yeah. i'm going to do everything my way mm-hmm. And I don't care what it costs. And I hired, uh, I got Rick from Arcal mm-hmm. to build the engine. It has a 1272 in it. Um, the crank's been recut. Wasco pistons, uh, special cams from webcam, uh, port and polished heads, the valves. Just he did an incredible job. Unbelievable motor. Uh, 
Most of the Muzzy parts that we needed were already there, plus a one-off exhaust system that Muzzy had built two of them, tested one, and gave the other one to uh, to this guy. And we put the whole bike together, and it was just... Um, it, it was the bike that got me started. It was the bike that, that you know, kind of put me on the map. Uh, before that, no one was paying any attention to anything I was building. Nobody cared. And I was cranking out Harleys. I was cranking out a lot of stuff, and nobody nobody really cared. That bike, people cared. And I chose the Nardo Gray, or what I like to call Dodge Destroyer Gray. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the you want know, the uh, uh, beer him? No, drink this. Okay, Pe- Pepsi him. I saw him pointing at something. Pepsi and him. I wasn't <laughs> There's not like a head in there, or anything, like, a, like a hand or something. He brought lung, his own cooler. I like this liver. style, man. Yeah, no, yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah sorry. And uh, you know, long story short, the bike not only not only did it live up to the the, the street rumors of the bike, yeah. it, it did so much more. the The bike went one hundred and ten mile, uh, two hundred and ten miles an hour in the so long straights. It we ran it um, we ran it in several places. We we had a lot of street fun mm-hmm. with it. Uh, you can take that to mean whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But we we had a blast with it. We ran it uh, L.A. to Vegas. I take that as you live souther from here where there's a lot of big, wide-open, flat places to ride. Now we're talking. Yes. 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 Right. It's not enough. uh, People always say, you know, well, my bike will do 180. My bike will do that. That's great. And if you live there, if if that's your thing and you're going to have a good time at that, God bless you, man. Rock and roll. For me... I need to be able to get to those top speeds and stay there. Yeah. Sustained high speed. That's what I want. That's where that's where it all comes together for me. A crossing yeah. Armagosa. Have you have you been to the Armagosa crossing on your mm. way to Vegas, the back way? Crossing, I don't know. Crossing no. Armagosa at two hundred miles an hour. There's there's no one there. There's yeah. you you're you're out in the desert yes, where you can do some, this stuff. It, I, I lost it is track. so much fun. But this was a ZX-12 based engine, or was this one of the Super Blackbird base builds? No, no. This was a Kawasaki ZX-12R. ZX-12R based build. Yes, that was the first. Yes, that was the very first one. That was uh, that was the big one. So, that yeah, and I'm looking at it now. Um, very, very nice looking bike. You know, it's no wonder you were admiring the bronze cases on the Africa Twin, because there you are, you see. I, I do. I like... Lovely bronze casings. I like the finish on that African Twin, on the, the finish on gold the wheels. engine. I'm a sucker on it for no, gold no, wheels. Uh, the finish on the engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She said it was painted. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not a bacon. That's not a bake light, bake um, it's, it's powder coating. I don't know. I don't know what mine is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. But I really, I, I was down there wiping on your bike. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was polishing, you trying to re- polish you can some of my bike anytime. I was trying to polish some of your dirt off and stuff, and looking at the finish on that. It was. It's. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I wish nice. uh, I'll have to do some research, find out exactly what that is, because it was good. Oh, I'm sure Hondra will tell you the paint. So. You got this bike and you you built it out. What were some of the things that you you change on it? What are some more additions that you did? Yeah, because you 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 basically you you had the parts and it so it was the vision of one man. But 
you said it was quite outdated by the time you got that. So yes. the build sheet was already, what, five, six years old, or maybe even older than that. Um, so yes. I'm sure you were able to improve on that by using it was modern calipers, modern rotors, yeah, like exactly. and actually bring it up. Yeah. Same front end, though, same forks and all that? You didn't do a whole No, end. no, 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 no. The entire front end had to be all completely fun. rebuilt, completely redesigned. I had to have custom mm-hmm. uh, triple tree made. I, fortunately, we discussed this earlier, I live in a place with a heavy... Um, uh, a heavy military mm-hmm. uh, base. So uh, the aerospace industry is just, you know. You have jets to race. I, I have, <laughs> I, I've got some massive uh, machine companies and stuff. So mm. I went to an aerospace company and told them, look, mm. here's the schematic. This is what I got to have. I got to fit this. And I'm holding up, you know, a, a very expensive 10 grand worth of Olean suspension. I got to fit this into this and this has got to fit on this and it's got to be at this angle. And, they were great. They they treated me really good. I was, Let me tell you I something that I like about um, your builds and your aesthetics is that so many people focus on making it go faster, but you're also working on brakes and suspension. It's everything. You can't you, if you make it go faster. You need to make it turn and stop better too. Yeah. So I appreciate that you focus on everything, every detail. It, yeah, you 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 have to go down the list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First, we have to attack the braking situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I'm almost always going to be 20 years behind. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm not going to go get a brand new Kawasaki and start resto modding it. So I I tend to go back about 20 years. That's where I want to be, about 20 years. So right away, right out of the gate, the brakes all have to come off, and that all has to go in the trash. Okay, the suspension. I don't care when the bike was made. The suspension's got to go. Okay, it just it just has to. Uh, some of them, depending on what it was, who made it, and when and why, the suspension can be an unholy disaster. The biggest problem with with the Blackbird was the suspension was junk right yeah, so right out of the gate. Emma, tell me tell me I'm wrong. There was I think this period of these bikes that you love, they had advanced the power the engine so much but they had not yet advanced the handling and braking well no it's a it's a learning so, cur- it's a learning curve laser and the one thing the japanese bikes have always been good at and you can go way back to the mid 60s they've always made horsepower it's always yeah. very very easy especially kawasaki um yeah it, yes kawasaki's are great at it i mean my history i've got a long history with big air called suzuki's and again, you can get them to make big horsepower quite quickly. But handling and braking and fork technology, and we've talked many times about the suspension on, on this show. And frames. Yeah. We'll talk about yep. And oh, yeah. where else? There you go. That's these they- bikes, when they're new, as much as we love them, and even a flagship like a Super Blackbird is built down to a price, where are you going to cut corners? You certainly aren't going to cut corners on the engine. You can't cut corners on the brakes because you might kill somebody. You can't cut corners on the fit and finish because it's a Honda. You're going to cut corners on the suspension. So hence, you get a very well-made bike that makes great power, that stops okay, but is garbage suspension. Most bikes, even now in 2022, have garbage suspension because you can't cut costs anywhere else. And you'll, you'll buy a bike... 
And if you go for a complete flagship bike, which has got all-ins, that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting high-spec all-ins. Try and for a great example. If you buy, say, a Thruxton R, try and make a big deal. This has got all-in suspension, and it has. It is all-in suspension. It's made in Sweden. It's gold. It's got the all-ins yeah, on it. They show it off on those But bikes. it is a dumbed-down specification. <laughs> it's a very, very low specification all-ins. It's made to all-in standard. Yeah. But if you have a look at that suspension and then the all-ins that you pay 5000 bucks for, it's very, very different. Yeah. So most bikes even now have garbage suspension well we, we noticed yesterday just looking at the kawasaki dirt bike so what's the difference between oh, yeah. this this 250 and this 250 you know one's more expensive and the first thing you see is that suspension has a screw on the top and that yeah, other one go. doesn't yeah, you know, fully so. adjustable all, yeah. all ready to go before we go down this rabbit hole so mm. i'm very interested so in these modifications <coughs> you're focusing on more power but better brakes bringing the Breaks up to twenty twenty plus standards. Mm-hmm. The suspension to twenty twenty plus standards, and that's that's not always easy to do. Oh, Remember, I know. You're, you're going back twenty years. Yeah, resto. The the best <laughs> exactly. the best people moved on. Yeah. Okay. If you call Olives well, and say, "Hey, you know, I need I need the best stuff you got for for a Honda Super Blackbirds," Olives going to hang up the phone. Well, and what I find too on the in the older bikes is they feel heavy now. You know they're they're heavier than the, the bikes now. We so, we cut we cut eighty we we cut without getting crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. On the Super Blackbird on the number two bike, mm-hmm. not the turbocharged one. So, the number two. Oh, let's clarify. So you bought the one, you rebuilt it, and then you had another project because you wanted to use the one as a model to build, but now you you owned it and we're still building a second one. Yeah. One was bought for promotional purposes. Yeah. I had I had known about. It's it's a famous bike. It's yeah, called yeah, yeah. Hank's Turbo. Yes. And I had read about it back in the day. Uh, a man named Hank, and I won't use his last name, but he lives in upstate New York, built this incredible Honda Super Blackbird with a Mitsubishi oh, yeah. two-stage turbo bolted in <laughs> and absolutely nothing sticking out. Oh, unless, wow. unless you know what you're looking at or what you're listening to, you would never know it until it was too late. And mm. the bike was incredible. It was in Cycle World magazine. Yeah. It was in a bunch of magazines. It was on a bunch of websites. I knew all about the bike. I'd read about it 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, after the success of Godzilla, like a dummy, I just had to go looking again. <laughs> Man and on the hunt. I had always been fascinated by the Super Blackbird. I always thought... This was a bike that got shortchanged by the factory. The factory mm-hmm. stabbed this bike and the people that love it in the back because they just, the Busa came out and Honda just went, we're taking our toys and we're going home. That's yeah. it. We don't want to play no more. Yeah. So I had, I had a plan on building my very own super Blackbird, modernizing one, making it, making it better, doing my thing to one. But, but like a dummy, I just had to go looking for Hank, and I couldn't find Hank, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I, I don't know how old the guy is. I still don't know how old the guy is, but I think he, you know, I figured he'd passed on or whatever, and I, I always wondered what the hell happened to the damn bike. I kept looking and kept looking and kept looking, and <laughs> unbelievably, I found it. 
and I by the time I found it, it was in Florida. And so I came up with this brilliant idea. I'll build two bikes at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this one. And while I'm doing this one, I'll do my own version. And in the long run, in the long run, it's going to be cheaper. Mm. Okay? No, I, I don't disagree with that. It's, it's, it's going to be cheaper, faster, and easier. Okay, mm-hmm. because you're just going to buy four sets of turn signals, four of this, four of that. Yeah. It's going to simplify my process. <clears throat> now, yeah. this was a brilliant theory that turned out to be complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> because on the back side of this, what it ended up costing, well, it, let's just say it got ugly. My, my, wife, <laughs> my wife runs everything. You know, she runs the finances of the, of our little enterprises. I mm-hmm. uh, call that the CFO at my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Chin has the tendency to do things on an abacus, and <clears throat> as a husband, uh, as a builder, wh- whatever you want to call it, I've learned that I, I don't know anything about it, but I've learned that when those beads all start to get into one direction, <laughs> it's time to get up and go to the garage, and it's time to stay there for a little while. So, yeah, my brilliant idea turned out to be just complete BS because it cost me, it, it, it ended up Ten times me. the amount. Yeah, exactly. It was a fortune. Oh, no. So you're saying called, you finally heard about money? Yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> I found the bike. Uh, I, I cut a deal with the guy. Um, I called right away. I called Adam. Mm-hmm. Down at um, iconic uh, oh, motorbikes yeah. auctions. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, know we, Adam. Yeah. We know Adam. Okay, I called Adam and said, "Hey, I said uh, I need you to go to Florida and I need you to pick up this bike. Uh, I want you to go get it, pay the guy whatever he wants. Um, just take care of it for me. All right, I'll be down. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll settle up cash wise." Adam said, "You know, you, if you know Adam, you know he, you know." A wonderful guy. He said, "Yeah, yeah, we'll take care of you. Don't, don't worry." So he went and got that bike. Two days later, literally two days oh, yeah. later, I found a police officer in Wisconsin who had a super Blackbird with like three thousand miles on it. Oh. He never rode it, and he wanted to sell it. And I called him on the phone. He wanted like. I think he wanted $4,000, and I said, if you will verbally shake my hand right now over the phone, I'll give you $5,000. Pull it off. Don't sell it to anybody else, and somebody is on their way to your house right now to get that bike. And he said, yeah, all right. I called Adam back and said, hey, that guy in Florida, can you... Could you please have him kind of swing up to Wisconsin? You know, would that be too far out of the way? Adam, Adam actually, I, I got to give it to him because... At the time, I think he had only met me a few times. He knew a little bit about me, but he didn't really know me personally. And he really took care of me. They went and got the bikes. They handled the registration. They handled all the cash transfer. They handled every aspect of it. So all I had to do was go down there and pick it up. When I went down there to pick it up, I was horrified. <gasps> Literally horrified. Oh, no. Which one? I had, Finally, I am the owner of Hank's Turbo. I'm the man. Oh, no. And I got down there to look at it. And it was a disaster. More parts oh, taken no. off. The brakes were shot. The suspension had collapsed. The turbo wasn't working properly. The engine oh. wasn't running properly. The fuel system had long since gone south for the winter. It Ooh. just the paint. So it was it was it was into the ground. Yeah, it was. They they didn't ride it. 
That was the thing. Uh, they yeah. parked it and they just yeah. let it rot. Yeah, yeah. I could Florida's not, not a good it. place well, to have anything sit. The, the, the thing, yeah, that the bike had eight thousand miles on it total when I got it. Total wow. lifetime miles. Oh, wow. I, I got it home. I, I called up my guys. You know, I, I got uh, I got my brother, Jack. I, I told Jack, come on over, you know, let, let's have a talk about this. I looked at it and I said, you know what we're going to do? There comes a point when you just got to bite the bullet. And this is this is that point, man. I, I, I screwed up. We're going to dissect this thing. Mm. We're going to junk it. We're going to pull it apart. We're going to take the best parts out of it. And we're going to quickly move on to bird number two and i'm not looking back i I don't even want to think about it a week went by and we were getting ready to junk the bike and i had removed the lower sections of the fairings to expose the turbo expose the intercoolers expose more stuff and we were just going to go in there you know and just just really rip this thing apart and i got it running good enough to take it for a little ride Mm -hmm. and i only had six psi (laughs) so I went down the boulevard, spooled the thing up, and all I'm going to say is by the time I got home, shit canning the bike was no longer an option. <laughs> uh, nice. uh, we were back in, I mean, I was slamming my hands together going, we're in full build mode, baby. Get on the internet. Let's find this guy's, let's find this guy named Hank. If he's dead, let's find where he's buried and let's dig him up because I got a lot of questions. <laughs> this is going down, man. And we, we need answers. Yeah, that's right. I, I got to have those answers. And we stripped the bike and just set out. You know, I just, I, I build bikes by, I don't know if you know this process. It's called storyboarding. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a picture of Olean's suspension. Mm-hmm. Okay. Picture of, uh, RCB, you know, um, the brake systems, the, the brake systems. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, there could be a picture of a car that's a color I like. There could be tires, you know, yeah. and that's how I do things is by storyboarding it. Okay. And I get it all storyboarded it's out. It's almost like, um, what do they call it when you make like your, your dream board or your wish board? Or there you go. Well, no, I mean, yeah. that's how they make films. They storyboard well, storyboarding films. Storyboarding, yeah. you're, you're picturing it out, but you can do like a, a dream board, which gives you the yeah, it's like colors a goal, and a goal the goal, board, yeah. life goal, life yeah, goal board. Yeah, that's, that's a, same I've never process. heard of builders using same, that. that. Same process. Really cool. Yeah. I just cut it. I just cut them out of magazines. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I downloaded off the internet. There it is to keep me focused on where I'm going, how I'm going to get there, yeah. and everything. And then I just started rounding up the people. It's inspiration, you know. I I rounded up uh, I um some of the guys in L.A. You know that do special stuff. I I rounded up a lot of shops and everything, and we just started going. And I mean, we L and L. Mm-hmm. L&L did the motor work for that thing. Put it back together. Charlie Brown did the turbocharger. Put the turbo turbocharger back together. Um, FX in um, uh, Riverside uh, did all the it's, carbon. It's all L.A. to us. Oh, okay. well. Okay. Well, <laughs> FX, FX did all the carbon fiber yeah, yeah, work yeah. And, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and I'm, I'm going to just jump in for a moment here for more of our listeners outside California or even outside the country, I cannot stress to you what an incredible resource Los Angeles is. Mm -hmm. And you could argue it's a hangover from the hot rod days, but compared with Northern California, you need to find machine shops, you need to find hot rod shops, you need to find people to do stuff for you. 
LA is unrivaled anywhere. You can get anything you want made in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it yeah, it's uh, it's seat. great for that. It's it's it's. Oh yeah, uh, alligator on the seat. Simulated yeah, alligator. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that look. I, that's on both bikes, actually. If you turn back a couple of pages, you'll see the the key ring. I dedicated the bike to Hank. Hey, Hankster. Did you find Hank? Yes, I did. Actually, um, in a moment of of panic. Uh, yeah. I did find Hank, and I thought, if I do this, and Hank gets on the internet or gets on these forums and crucifies me, it's it's really going to hurt. And he should be consulted. He's the guy that dreamed the bike up. And yeah. when you see the work that, when I saw the work that he had done, the meticulous work that he had done, I was really impressed. And I'm 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 not easy to impress. Right. And I was impressed. I did track him down. I did explain the situation to him and I waited and I waited and I thought, man, any minute this guy is going to tell me where to stick it. And he was a hundred percent on board with it. He was completely on board with it. He, he offered, he told me how he did this, where he did it, when he did it. Um, why a lot of times it was why there were times when we were putting them back together and, um, I said, no, 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 let's not do that. Do it the way Hank had done it. I don't know why Hank did it that way, but I'm pretty sure there was a reason. Yeah. And that was all I needed. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Well, so we put the whole entire bike, suspension, brakes, engine, turbocharger, what you see there in the photographs, the paint, mm-hmm. the new seat. I want to ask you about that. Because when I look at your bikes that you're sharing like on social media, they're all the same color of gray. What's with the color gray? I think that's legit. Yeah, so what's with the color gray? Okay, okay. That's legit. Let's see. I'll tell you what I think. Okay, I, I want to hear your Wait. I want to hear it I want to hear your best guess why they are Dodge Destroyer gray. I want to hear your best guess. My I've, best I've guess is <laughs> it is exactly the same reason that I have a little black dress. It is it's not fancy, it's very very plain. Mm. The style it doesn't it doesn't need bright colors if you paint it a very very normal color the style and the build quality of the bike become the focus and not mm-hmm. this crazy color all right wait i'm going to take a guess and then big i'll let you take this so what was um jim what was that tv show when we were kids about the the pink navy ship Banana, uh oh tiger, McHale's tiger, navy. tiger was it no it wasn't mikhail's navy was it the tiger. It, it was called the tiger, wasn't it? Tiger, went, the and show? they painted it pink they, they because that was pink. the the paint color that was on sale. Yeah, that's what they had. That's before my time. Was, was, gray, was gray on sale? They mixed. Wait, they had only had they had half the paint for the <laughs> submarine what was, that, was red and half the paint I remember was the white. Show. I just can't remember. Oh, that. Don Rickles or something. I just realized yeah, why yeah, your yeah. bike's gray because you friggin' navy. It's well, navy that, that you get it, you get it free bagel, from the dump. Bagel had a guess, Bagel. I've got a guess. Go well, ahead, Bagel. I, I, I was going to guess that maybe you're colorblind and half the colors look gray to you anyway, so <laughs> might as well just Ooh. go gray. All right, John, what's your guess? That, that's legitimate. That's a my, legitimate guess. My guess yeah. is uh, stealth to match the road surface. Camouflage. Ooh. Oh, okay, so okay, hold guess. on. Operation Petticoat. Was That's the name it, of Operation <laughs> Petticoat. There it is. <laughs> uh, so, oh, because it's stealth? Uh, Ooh. Stealthy. There's your, there's your winner right there. 
winner, there's winner. Somebody, right. there, there's, there's somebody who... Uh, so uh, cars really don't see you. And- well, <laughs> you know, everybody complains and says, you know, oh, that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Well, okay. You know, for you, maybe that's a bad thing. Well, you're me, out the cops. I like it when <laughs> the <laughs> lights go out. You're doing 200 miles an hour. When the, the lights it's go out. out the bike, Motorola. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. The lights go out and that bike disappears. I love that color because of yeah. that. It also makes describing the bike in certain situations a little a little iffy you know it's hard to it's hard to distinguish a few features you know so i and i I have to admit i have been in the gray series for a long time now ah so you do a series i i always have i do a red series a blue series i i've done i've done a black series what are the other bikes in the gray series yeah, because there's a Z-Rex in there, isn't there, somewhere as well? Yes, and it is not gray, by the way. Oh. Yeah. And is this the, do you have the BMW? I have, I have a couple of BMW. I yeah. have BMW S1000RR. Mm-hmm. I have the. We we call those BMWs around here, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. So basically yes. you take a fast bike, you make it faster, and then you make it invisible. Okay, that That's, that makes sense. We Does say invisibleha around here, darling. While you're looking for that, I wanted to take a second and do a little sub thing here. So, Max, you had mentioned earlier when you're talking about uh, your bike, you also mentioned the Hayabusa when the Hayabusa came along. That Honda gave up on the Blackbird. I wanted to revisit that because for many of us that are of a certain age. I'm looking at you, John. I see you looking at me. <laughs> well, the gray um, we, hair brigade. Yeah. We remember a time. There was when a time. There was a thing called the Speed Wars. There was a time. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the younger people may well, not even know about it. But Emma, I wanted to ask you if you could do a history hole on the Speed Wars. I'm that going is to. Really I'm, related to this bike and its I'm significance. Gonna, I'm going to grab my notes because I made a note. I thought you were scratching your ass. I am scratching <laughs> my ass. But I actually made oh, a I'm not note. I'm sure we want to know of, where these notes are based um, on where she's reaching. Horsepower and top speed figures because it makes for very interesting reasons. Reading. Hang on, I'll get I'll get my notes out in a minute. So, no, there's money. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I'm going to put that right there. We know who's buying dinner. All right, she's now fishing through all of her pockets, which is hard in leather jackets. Oh, we now we got a key. We got money. All right. Uh, I might have lost my notes, which means I got to wing it, which wouldn't be the first time. So I was kind of involved in this in. a peripheral way. So there's a lot of legend talked about the horsepower wars and who was involved and who mm-hmm, wasn't mm-hmm. involved. And when you actually hear the story, you will understand why Honda, and they don't see it as giving up, mm-hmm. um, but you'll understand why what happened did happen. So, so what, what year are we talking? Well, we're going to start at the very beginning. Oh, Okay. And we're actually going to start in 1984. And 1984 was really when the motorbike world was changed completely. Mm-hmm. And it was the Gixxer 750 that changed it. And then the following year, the Gixxer 1100. I cannot tell you how much these bikes changed the landscape. Because they just, it, it completely changed everything. And you could argue that was the start of the rumblings. As the 80s rolled on, the bikes got quicker, 
and they got a lot more powerful. One of the early players in the horsepower world was the Kawasaki GPZ 1000 RX. Mm, I love GPZs. A great bike. No, yeah, 1986. <laughs> that bike was 160 miles an hour out the door, which was amazing back then. But, of course, it handled like a 1980s bike. Yeah. When we actually talk, I'm just going to talk about four bikes because, I mean, okay. we, we, I want to make sure that Max gets plenty of time. So I'm going to really talk about the four major players in the Horsepower Wars, what happened and why it happened. Yeah, and this was basically, just sum it up, everyone was trying to top each other right. for their speed. That's what so, happened. So, yes, that's, yeah. exactly, bike, that's yeah. exactly what happened. The bike I'm yeah. going to start with is the FCR 1000. And the FCR 1000 came out in 88. Um, it was good for, it's 145 horsepower, it's good for 163 miles an hour. Bonus points if you can find any of the bikes she's talking about on the walls of the studio. Oh, I bet you can. <laughs> the next bike I'm going to talk about, we're going to switch over to Kawasaki, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the ZX-11. The ZX-11 came out in 89 good for 173 miles an hour. Now, the reason why the ZX-11 was important in this lineup, the FCR 1000 was a pure sport bike. It was basically a hot rod. The ZX-11 was a sport tourer. It was big. It was roomy. It was super powerful. But aerodynamics played a huge part in what it did. So now we're going to come to the Blackbird. Oh, yeah. I know there's some of those here, too. And the Blackbird (laughs) was Honda's answer to the ZX-11. It's 178 miles an hour, so it's five miles an hour faster than the Kawasaki. It may do with a tiny bit less power. Aerodynamics were huge. It was named after the SR-71 plane. Um, No surprises there. It was a very, very interesting bike because not only did it make the transition from carbureted to fuel-injected bikes, it actually made that transition. Year one and two Blackbirds were carbureted, then they went to fuel injection. From a power standpoint, a lot of people actually preferred the carbureted ones. I think largely because carbureted bikes may be easier to tune. However, that was king of the heap until the Hayabusa came along and Suzuki oh, that, that was a big deal in the Hayabusa well game. now and Suzuki being classic Suzuki because they are instigators they like to prod the nest do you know what a Hayabusa is it's over there on the wall Oh, you but do you know what good. do you know what actually <laughs> what a, oh yeah right there a it's Hayabusa a is a bird is a hawk mm-hmm. that preys on blackbirds so yep, it was yes. very provocatively named and it eats them for lunch <laughs> yes it eats blackbirds for lunch and they're poking away well when when that came out i mean that was uh, i mean everyone was talking about 186 miles per hour out the door right yes i mean that was insane and that was considered the full stop but it wasn't as good as hayabusa's are as good as super blackbirds are as good as everything that has come after that is, the reason the Hayabusa kind of held the crown of, like, this is the bike, was circumstances that 
didn't actually involve mechanical stuff. And so we get into this supposed conversation that went on between the Japanese government and the manufacturers saying, guys, you've got to knock this off. It's bad for the industry. It's bad for Japan. It's bad for everyone. You've got to stop making these 200-mile-an-hour bikes. That actually didn't happen. And there's like, oh, yes, it did. It didn't. I promise you it didn't. There was never a meeting between the Japanese government and the bike manufacturers to say, you need to stop making bikes. Now, there was an agreement made with um, the Japanese Automotive Manufacturers Association. And they get involved in a lot of things. They get involved in cars. They get involved in bikes. They, they, if, if it moves... That association is involved, and it's spearheaded by a team of representatives of the industry, representatives of the government, representatives of um, law. And although the suggestion was made, what really ended it for these bikes was an agreement made between the Japanese manufacturers and the European manufacturers. Mm -hmm to arbitrarily state the top speed of their bikes to 186 miles an hour. <coughs> and and that, people, people were dying. Right. And yeah. from, I think, two th late season 2000 onwards, the fastest speed you will ever see a bike advertised of doing is 186 miles an hour. And that was an agreement made within the industry without actually any government interference. We and a lot of people, you know, over the years, this has become, you know, kind of stuff of legend. Oh, yeah, there were clandestine meetings between the Japanese Prime Minister and Suzuki and Honda and all. None of that ever happened. It was actually within the industry. And they said, look, horsepower wars are great for individuals. For people like Max, who are individual builders, it's a wonderful and good thing. But for us to actually advertise that our bikes can do over 200 miles an hour publicly, it's probably not the best thing. It's not good for Europe. It's not good for Japan. It's not good for anybody, especially as America's always been the biggest market. So all of these bikes are being exported. The domestic market... <coughs> For motorcycles, I mean, it changes, but America's always been the number one market. So it was an agreement made between manufacturers, and it just governed the top speed. It just so happens when that agreement was made, the Hayabusa was the top of the heap. Mm -hmm. So kind of by default, it stayed there. Yeah. Can you buy a quicker bike now? Hell yes, you can. Yeah. What, what is the top <laughs> speed on your, your jig, sir? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Faster than I'll ever go. But I mean, they look like a BMW if you, S1000 If you want to join like the 200 mile an hour club, and mm -hmm. that's quite a rare club, there are a handful of bikes that you can do it on. Mm -hmm. um, well. BMW 1000RR is one of them with small modifications. ZX14 is mm. another one. 
can easily do 200 miles an hour. Hayabusa's, of course, mm-hmm. very easy to attain 200 miles an hour. So what about it's a concourse? not. Concourse, maybe not. <laughs> concourse is a bit porky for yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. behavior. Yeah, but you know what? Well, 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 uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Which concourse? Now, are you talking about the one? No, the, the 14. The, 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 battle, the battleship, you know, the Battlestar Galactica, which is based on. <laughs> The ZX-14, or are you talking 75 about... 75 pounds of plastic. Yeah, you're talking about the first gen, which no. is the, the cream of the crop in my right. book. Well, and what's funny, all these bikes that were in the Speed War uh, then kind of turned into like sport touring bikes because they're such yeah. big well, bikes, that's you know? the point I wanted to make. Of those four bikes, which were the big players yeah. back then, the only out-and-out sport bike, which, of course, became the R1 the after the Thundercat and whatever, was the FCR. Mm-hmm. The rest, the ZX-11, the Super Blackbird. Nobody's going to say a Super Blackbird's a super sport bike. It's not. Yeah. The the CBR-1000RR is the sport bike. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The Super Blackbird is the sport tourer. When, yeah. when That's I, where the when, horsepower's at. When I said I was going to build one of these as a race bike, people just... Went berserk online. Well, they, you you can't do that. That's that's not what the bike was made for. Well, I you know, you I know, don't care what it was made to do. I'm telling you what I'm going to do with it. And, and to your credit, as you said, the Blackbird got trumped by the Hayabusa, but, but it, it is was, an exceptional vehicle. But the thing bike. is, had had they not made that agreement, and believe me, yeah. when you're the stated top speed of your motorcycle, and even now to this day, Japan's they undersell horsepower. It's very, very hard to get outright horsepower figures for these mm-hmm. bikes. And it all goes back to that agreement, which was late 2000 for the 2001 season, 186 miles an hour. So if you're all stating you've got the same top speed... And you're really cagey about horsepower. Where is the incentive to to one-up everybody? So that's kind of where it stopped. And it was just because at that time, it was the booster. Had it happened two years earlier, it would have been the Super Blackbird. Had it happened two years afterwards, it may have been another Honda. We might have been at 200. Yeah, but what did happen was Honda pulled the plug and went home. Yeah. And they, the, the part that gets me, the part that, that kind of sort of a little bit irritates me is if you, I, I'm on, you know, I, I got my, my Facebook community and everything, and these people are in love with this bike. Right. Just in love with it. And they are the most loyal uh, people you would ever meet. They adore these bikes. And Honda just ignored them, just said, well, you know, that's it. They pulled the plug. We're going home. We're not going to play anymore. The Super Blackbird was better made. I mean, I'm sorry, but its fit and finish is just unbelievable. And the other thing about that bike that really I I could not believe, and I can't prove it. I, I can't prove it, but I swear the right and left weight distribution on the Super Blackbird has to be within a few ounces. Mm. It is one of the most perfectly balanced right-to-left bikes I've ever ridden in stock yeah. in stock form. Because I, I, I did ride the, the silver one that we were talking about. Right. I did ride that one before I, <laughs> I dissected it. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, the fit and finish – 
Um, weight distribution. The transmission is uh, solid as a rock. That bike had the core elements that it needed to beat the Busa if they had stayed with it. And that engine, that engine is a twin counterbalanced motor. And that really, when you're doing what I'm doing, that really comes into play. And I'll tell you why. I've, I've got that BMW you saw. Mm-hmm. I can go down the road on that bike at 180 miles an hour. I can go down that road at 160 miles an hour. And internally, it feels like the world is a microsecond from coming to an end. I mean, yeah. it is all excitement. Everything is exciting. There's vibration. There's noise, man. There is a lot going on. You are 110% focused on what's going on, man. And I mean, you don't even blink your eyes. On the Super Blackbird, you can go down the road at 150 miles an hour, and I can have my Pepsi out of a cup and saucer, man. Mm-hmm. That thing is smooth as glass. I mean, it just... I know. That's the hallmark of such a good bike. Yes. And you know, the, the, the Blackbird, it's got a wonderful lineage. Because, you know, you go back to the Hurricane of 87, and they developed the Hurricane all the way up to 94. The final Hurricanes um, had link brakes, which then made their debut. And then they just gave it a couple of year break to get their act together. And then you could argue that the Super Blackbird really should have been the Super Hurricane because it was just a development of that wonderful lineage. I have got this huge soft spot in my heart for Hurricanes. They are just amazing bikes. They're big. They're roomy. They're fast as fuck. They're just great bikes. The last series was re the last the last series of Hurricanes was really good looking too. Yeah, the ninety the ninety three ninety four. But nothing's better than a GPZ eleven hundred. It had a very I good love that bike. Oh, the Batmobile. I love it's, that a bike. Yeah, it's a bit cool, blimey. It's a bit cool, blimey, isn't it? Emma. Yes. Do you know what time it is? It's um, time for me to go potty. No, it's game time. Yes. <laughs> All right, but. I'm sorry to everyone else. Only Max and Emma get to play this game. Oh, Unless you have installed a turbo on a motorcycle. Okay. You're not qualified to play this game. Have you guys installed a turbo bagel? I've I've only thought about it. Ah. Well, no, that counts, bagel. So, this game is called Does It Turbo? Oh, God. (laughs) Now, I I have history of turboing bikes that should never have okay, been turboed well, and blowing them well, up. So, so I well, was, I was well, wondering. Welcome to the turbo club. I, right. You know, and I was like, are there bikes that you can't turbo, right? So I did some internet searching. So there's I'm going to, I'm going to mention a bike and then, um, Max and Emma, you're going to tell me if you think it turbos. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first bike is a Suzuki GS 650. Which is like a cruiser-ish. Yeah, of course it bike. turbos. That's what an XN85 is. And a what? Suzuki did a factory turbo, which is the XN85. Oh. That is a GS650 yes. with a turbo on it. Yes, it did. Yes, they did. But but that was a disaster. Yeah, but it turboed. <laughs> well, it, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> or did it turbo? It turboed for like about five minutes because the geniuses at Suzuki decided that somehow it would be a smart idea. To stick the turbo behind the engine where the airbox had had yeah. once been, so oh. we're gonna pump we're gonna pump scalding, screaming hot air yes. into our motor. And by the way, the machine that's gonna do it 
it's gonna sit right behind the scalding hot yeah. engine mm. with air flowing over it. So yeah, it was. Uh, so can you can you turbo a, a GS650? Yes, you could. Okay, not so, necessarily mm. well. N- n- yeah. right. I present to you. The answer is yes. Oh, look at that. Oh, uh, yeah, this is there a we go. Suzuki GS650 by builder Eddie Buffon. And he said... That's rock steady Eddie to he you. He said, while yeah. contemplating my next build, I remembered that I had a Suzuki GS650 in storage. It was a bike I had tinkered with several year, years earlier, but lost interest in as other projects took priority. I aimed the dump pipe and exhaust upwards, said Eddie, because it looks menacing and impractical, <laughs> and I had no other option. Now, when I squeeze myself into the riding position, I have an exhaust burning and deafening me on the left, induction noise on my right, and stuff poking my rib cage. Nice. And that, my friends, is how you turbo a GS650. Yeah, that's that looks great. That is a good-looking bike. I, I don't know. I don't know that I'd want it to leave my <laughs> living room, but it's yeah. It's definitely it's ornamental, isn't okay. it? Okay. Yes, it is. All right. How about there the next one? Can you turbo a Harley flathead rigid chopper? No, no, you can't. God, I don't. I don't think there's sufficient. No, I don't think so either. I, I, no way. You, how would you spin the turbo? What would you spin it with? <laughs> Builder Christian Newman. Oh my God! Uh, Christian loves finding elegant and complex solutions to simple problems in his work. <laughs> the valve seals and retainers are Mazda parts, and the tappet adjusting screws are from an Acura RSX. Naturally, the intake system's pretty complex too, with four intake runners between the two heads. It's set up that each 36 millimeter smart carb feeds one front and one rear intake valve. Then there are the dual garnet G. T twelve forty one turbos, oh which use handmade stainless steel manifolds, downpipes, and charge. Well, pipes. the mine's obviously a lunatic, and my <laughs> argument to that is that engine's got very little in common with a flathead anymore. It's, yeah, that's there yeah, you go. That is true. It's uh, panhead. Uh, there's a bunch of different panhead. Engines. You said flathead. It started panhead started Mazda. with a flathead that he then uh, because a flathead you couldn't have flat pan, a panhead. Well, it's got flathead cases. He yes, started with a flathead yes, yes, and yes. modified it from there. Yes. Yes, yes. This is the answer to a question no one was asking. <laughs> exactly. All right. But this guy, this guy has some mad skills. Now we're, go- we're now we're going to go modern. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Can you turbo a Royal Enfield Himalayan? <laughs> okay. Which as, is a four hundred eleven cc. Are they? Woo. Yeah, they're four eleven. We'll make a noise. My 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 problem would be. And we're going to need a really, really small turbo. Right, because the way a turbo works is from exhaust pulses. And if you only have one cylinder that's going yeah. doof, doof, yeah. puff, you need to get that thing spinning. So you need a tiny turbo. The, yeah, the inlet would have to be really... I think you could do it. I'd I have just a think, I just think the... Uh, I, yeah, you're going to need a really small turbo. You're going to need... You're going to need to build some pressure. Yes, let's let's say yes, Max, because you don't even need a wastegate on it. You don't need a blow-off valve. You just need a tiny turbo oh, and run it about 10,000 RPM. My, my concern would be the exhaust pulse, well, as, as would mine, because doof, doof, doof. May I present to you 
I think we're being sandbagged. This wily Royal Enfield Himalayan... Which got two of them. ...dubbed the MJR Roach <laughs> is what happens when you combine a pile of leftover parts with a vivid imagination over a series of caffeine-fueled late nights. This- <laughs> it was built at Royal Enfield's Technical Center in the UK by the Royal Enfield Custom Crew. It features a stretch swing arm, a manga-inspired livery. I don't know what that is. What is a livery, Emma? Oh, it's a paint job. Like a boot. Okay. Oh. And a turbocharger. Why add a turbocharger to a single cylinder scrambler? According to the what? custom crew, because when the zombies are after you, a bit of boost goes a long way. <laughs> I tell you what is missing from every single one of these builds, Max. She's not telling us how well they run. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm looking at some of these in my <laughs> Like, oh my god! If, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna leave the house on one of these, I guarantee you I'm gonna have my Vans on. Okay, okay. Just not yes. not saying anything bad about the people that build these. I mean, there's some no. I mean, it's, it's scratching a different itch, but there's some incredible talent there. But I'm gonna be riding in my walking shoes. That's all. All I'm right, gonna we, say. Get, we got and, one more. And the livery starts out as. Uh, Bold, bold new graphics uh, is what liveries oh, eventually become. Okay. Is bold new graphics. All right, one that's, more. That's the definition of it. Yeah. Bold All right, new I got one more. Yes, it's, it's the Joe origin of bold new graphics. To Johnny, hasn't seen him yet. Well, oh, graphics yes. is Here's a paint job. That's labels. The, yeah, mean, livery is the origin of the bold new graphics. That's do you come mean out Texas? Later, gen- later generations. Yeah, How nice to Texas. All right, the last one uh, is a 1960s Honda S65, which. I printed out a picture because I've never even heard of this bike. Yeah, it's yep, a little that's sports mm-hmm. bike. It's a, it's a little f- flat single like a cub engine. Yeah. This is yeah. The, yeah. what it looks like. The, the sports cub, right? Well, S655. Yeah, that's the sports cub. Okay, that's from the cub family. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you could do that with a small enough turbo. Can you turbo this? Yeah, would be a tiny turbo. I have seen there's a gang of youths who ride around Monterey on Grom's and monkeys and some of the original monkeys going back to the early 70s and a couple of them have got turbos on them so i would say yes max can you turbo it oh well man you know what i'm a a 65 cc single turbo (laughs) if if you can dream it it can be done so yeah i know i'm gonna I'm going to have to say somebody's probably done Well, it. builder Tim Klosterman agrees oh. with you. Oh, Tim. And, Tim-a. you guys, this one is oh, from... Oh, God, that is adorable. ...Northern California. So, on his first visit to the Bonneville Salt Flats in 2013, Tim couldn't yeah. believe the variety of motorcycles he saw and decided to build a race bike of his own, despite never having raced or built a bike before. So he happened to have a turbo for a diesel tractor kicking around. And over the next few months, he figured out how to install the small displacement turbo, replace its cartridges, fabricate a functional exhaust, fabricate carb adapters, fix oil flow problems, rejet, retime, disassemble, and reassemble again and again. Through much patience and determination, Tim finally had Lil Sucker, as he calls it, ready for the salt, posting an average speed of 62 miles per hour. He set a wow. new speed record, and Tim's first ever build was a clear success. That's wait, was this was this one that was at the one show last year? Uh, it might I have think been. it may have been. Yeah, it's I a, think I remember that bike. So is this uh, up to a total horsepower of what ten? 12? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but here's here's an interesting thing. So Max is turboing um, 
Super Blackbird's very complex bike in its own way. I'm turboing wings, again, super complex bike in its own way. If you get your calculations wrong and you blow a cylinder head off or you have to shave down the compression ratio, it's a pain in the ass. With this, you could change the compression ratio or shave down the piston in an hour. So there's a lot to be said for doing such a simple little bike and figuring out, you know, how things work, you know, volumetric efficiency and, you know, heat dissipation, all the things you need to figure out. Everybody's going to start somewhere. Yeah, and I'm looking at this and I'm seeing a lot of things that he's done absolutely right. I really like this pipe setup. I really like the wastegate setup. He's got his fuel flow. It's a it's a draw through system, it's which is scary as hell. Yeah, it's it's not a push through. It's a draw through. Yeah, it's and, a draw, and, and they are scary because you've got right. fuel right next to red hot exhaust gases that frequently have flames, and you know they can they can set themselves on fire quite easily. And, but, and that's the that, that's that's the good day. Yeah, that that that's the good day. The bad day is when they there's completely nothing. Boom. Yes. Well, so here's the deal. When I decided to make this game, I'm like, surely there's bikes that I can look up that are ridiculous that have never been turboed. No. Everything <laughs> I looked up. You want to find a turbo Grom? It's there. You want to find a turbo KLR? It's there. You know, there there's was. Every, and as far, I want to say, there are nut jobs everywhere. Yes, there are. You're not the only one, Max. <laughs> yes. what, about a, yes. what about a turbo motorbacan moped? I've even found a turbo Vespa. Yeah, theoretically, oh, yes. I mean, there's yes. um, there's a turbo RZ350 doing the rounds as well. And it's a very, very interesting build because what he's done is he's mounted the turbos very, very far back on the stingers of the of the expansion boxes. And um, mm. I've seen this thing run and it it punches hard. It's right. a really interesting build. Wow. Uh, let's just play just a quick game. We're going to work together as a team. Who can think of the first bike that there isn't a turbo version of? I'm like I'm thinking maybe like a dirt bike. So I'm going to type in turbo DRZ 400. Do you think it exists? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. There's uh, somebody posting their build. <laughs> All right. Anyone want to guess? Well, let's find a bike that isn't hasn't been turboed. Because I thought like a, a dirt bike. Well, I would go with a dirt bike, a Honda XR 650. <clears throat> Uh, Turbo Honda XR650. Uh, that sounds too easy. Turbo. Like, why would you? <laughs> That's well, probably the bit like, exactly. Yeah, why? Well, with all of them, you yeah, say that. Yeah, XR650 Turbo. There's YouTube really? videos. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to bet that no one has ever made a Turbo Velo set. Ooh, Turbo Velo set. Oh, I'm Is sorry, that two Bagel. L's? Is that two L's? L's? I know that. No, That's one. And two, two T's. T's. Yep. Turbo Velo set. Oh, uh, Alan Milliard. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> oh, Bagel. Of course, of course <laughs> Alan Milliard would be doing that. I am going to say nobody has ever turboed an MZ Trophy. MZ Trophy. Trophy. Turbo. Is that also a Velo set? No, it's an MZ. No. It's a uh, Moto Jopau. MZ ES250. It's East German. It's like, like the Zundap. Oh, Bel- is it Belgian? Or whatever it is. No, it's East, it's German. East German. Oh, It's got to right. be an MZ there you go. trophy. So, Max, we oh. present to you your next challenge. I, I, <laughs> MZ trophy. you got to find one first. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you what. How about a Urel? Yeah, there you oh. go. 
I think show it me, might be a show me the show me the mentally ill that was individual <laughs> guarantee who ran out it. who who ran out of meds and ended yeah, up too. bolting a turbocharger onto a Urel. Well, I, I, that, that was was I, I want to meet that <laughs> guy from, from, from a distance or from, a Dnieper. I bet somebody's done a twin turbo Ural. Uh, <laughs> there is a whole discussion forums about turbo Urals. And a oh, guy selling supercharger be... systems for the Urals. Okay, okay. My guess oh. is going to be for the Wolf. Tur- Supercharging carburetor for the Ural 650. There you okay. go. Kit on eBay. Okay, supercharging and turbo, that's two different things, though. I mean, the, yeah. the, ultimately, they achieve the same goal. But yes, it's a very, very different thing. And interestingly <clears> enough, Max, that's why I turboed the wing. Because there is a ton of supercharged wings out there. Because being a flat engine, and of course having a belt-driven system to power the cams, extending that centre pulley forward and running it up to a blower is the easiest thing in the world. Which is why I turboed mine. Because nobody had done it. And when I actually built Turbo, I think it was the only one. I think a couple of people have done them since. um, But when I built Turbo, Turbo, it was the only turbo wing well the uh i do a lot of i do a lot of business overseas i do a lot of business with the uk Um, as you should they're great engineers i have uh over the years uh doing what i do i tend to find a lot of what i need there yeah and i especially like companies that only do one thing i don't I, i that's my favorite thing if a company only does one thing it has to do it really well or it's not going to be in existence very long. In the UK, these companies seem to exist in the backyard in a shed, and it's just one guy cranking out the part I want. And it's great. I, I love it. I, I love the way that they do things over there. There is a company over there now called TTS. And they have come up with a Rotex. They're, they're using a modified Rotex supercharger. And they have come up with the kit. Um, they're having some real luck with this thing. And they are bolting it into the brand new 2022 Hayabusa to deliver 500, <laughs> 400, to, improve it. 400 to 500 horsepower that can be used, and here's the key, on a daily basis. Wow. I, th- I thought of a bike you can't turbo. Oh, yeah. A zero. Ah. There you go. There's the winner right there. Sure you can. You could put no a capacitor, could put a capacitor on it. Yeah, that. put a flux capacitor on it. We yeah, just, for, just a regular capacitor. And that's and you know this one point twenty one gigawatts. Right. That's what you're gonna need to turbo that bad boy. But you know these new generation superchargers are amazing because they're not the the old kind of supercharger, the vein type or the roots type of supercharger, they were running at one to one or even like three quarters to one. Big old honking thing that you bolted on the top of the intake there was, and sucked through it. Right, the r- roots and screw feeders. Right. Right. But big old hulking things, yes. big as the engine. Monsters. These these modern ones, they're tiny and they spin fast. They're like, they spin like turbos. But of course, they're mechanically driven because that's what a supercharger is. Well, if you they're start wonderful. pulling, if you start pulling it apart, if if you start taking these apart, 
it looks more like a turbocharger than it does what my definition of, of, a, super, of a blower right. looks like. Because so, we, we come from a generation when, you know, you, you'd see the kid down the street with the blower poking out the hood of his Corvette. GMC 671 The 671 or the yes. Wee-End blower, you, you know, with the dual quad sticking out the top. And the thing was taller than the windshield. Yep. And that's <laughs> what we think of blowers with the old tooth belt. That's... Wee, 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 yeah. wee, 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 you know, whining away at the front. Because, you know, and they were great. They, exactly. They look great. <laughs> But from an efficiency standpoint, there are non. They're great on big displacement V8s, but the power you waste driving them is just appalling. You know, because you've got to drive the belt, you've got to drive the vanes, you've got to drive the gears that drive the vanes. It's, it's like thirty very inefficient. Right. So, Max. I would like to propose a challenge to you. A challenge, a cha- as we say around challenge. here. A challenge. A challenge. Because I'm guessing, it sounds like you've uh, finished up your project and you're in the market maybe for a new project. Ooh. So I want to throw out a challenge to you. Because, yeah, 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 you're taking a fast bike and making it faster. But you know what's really scary? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's taking a slow bike and making it fast. Well, eh, not just slow. Oh, yeah. Have you ever ridden a Vespa scooter at 100 miles per hour? Because that is death defying. I, I I have to admit I oh I have not. So hey, we already said you can turbo a Vespa. So I present we, yeah, to we've you. We've seen that. Look at what was behind Bagel that you may want to consider if if you really want to like really challenge yourself. Bagel, you have been riding scooters now for how long? Uh, it's now 31 years. 31 years. Okay. What is the fastest you think yeah. you could go on a scooter without dying? I think we need to qualify the scooter with what size wheels. Let's say 12-inch wheels. 12-inch wheels. Right. 12 inch like the best modern Vespa. Yes, modern Vespa. What is the fastest because before it will dash you onto the tarmac and kill you? Well, honestly, that's really going to be a function of the tires because <clears throat> the 12-inch tires are not rated for speeds above, like, I would say maybe 92 miles an hour. Okay, so we're up to in, 92 in cases, already. Maybe up to 100 because I that's one of the things that I was looking looking into when I was thinking about possibly doing you know Bonneville run is on a scooter is what scooter tires can do over 100 miles an hour, and there are really very few of them. Now, what about the, um, the, the frame itself, Bagel? Because, you know, you think, do well, you think well, 100 bagel, is about as fast as you it, can go it, without it, being killed? Bagel, what's your top speed? Well, you I've can, seen you, you go can, fast. Yeah. The, the fastest I have ever gone on a scooter, I would say, is probably about 80, 88, close to 90 miles an hour. 88 miles an hour. Did That's you? Yeah. yeah. Did he? But, okay. Wait till this thing gets up to 88 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious yeah. shit. You go back to 1955. Right. And on a Vespa, it, it, you, you are feeling some serious shit. So, you go back to Milan in 1950. I, I, okay, so so I, I have a question. I, I have a yeah. question yeah. for Bagel. Bagel. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen some pictures uh, on the internet of your shop, and I've, I've seen, I can see the stuff that's standing behind you. So my big question is, are you a mod or are you a rocker? <laughs> I am neither. I am a mocker. Uh, oh, 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 there you go. You're a tosser. <laughs> <laughs> a, 
<laughs> do, I cannot deny. I, I'm just saying, Max, oh there may be, there's something here. Bagel, Marker see, Marker. I was just looking up, like, the fastest I could find is, like, 160 miles per hour. Was that guy no, standing on it, though? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, seriously, was that well, guy at, at Bonneville no. standing on it? Uh, well, no, they've well, built um, extra body work around it. Oh, okay. Well, well, okay, but if you if you really want to go fast on the scooter, um, honestly, the, the best scooter for that is going to be a Lambretta. So, because would you wear a scooter skirt on setting a speed record? Um, I, I don't think you'd want to wear a scooter okay, skirt okay. at those speeds. It, it would it would be torn <laughs> to shreds. Oh, um, no. but would you color coordinate your leathers to the bike? You could. Yes. Uh, I won't help you go any faster, but well, you <laughs> it'll know, make you look good. No, you've got to you've, you've got to think about these things when you're riding a scooter. So, well, well Chin rides yeah. Chin, Chin rides those in um, Cambodia. Yeah. And oh. every single person that's on one of those is on a personal suicide mission. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Have <laughs> you seen well, Have you seen footage of? Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. sure oh, Chen yeah. actually yeah. rides side saddle because a lot do out yeah. there, don't they? I I I don't know. No, I've I, never gone to Cambodia. Chen goes by herself. She doesn't need me. And I'm yeah. just saying, I took my I my 250cc scooter on the freeway once and felt like I've never gotten that close to death before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I've done I'm it. just saying. It's sometimes it's a making a slow bike go fast can be crazy. Take rush. a Bergman. And that? I will actually yeah. attest to that. I was here when Liza came back from that high speed run, and she was. Just white. So what happened to her hair? Yeah. She, <laughs> were, were you feeling? Were, she was, was feeling the bike un- death. Was the bike unstable, yeah, or, or were you it's just tiny wheels? So it was all in your head. Oh yeah, yeah. The oh, bike okay. did fine, but I'm just like, oh. yeah. yeah. She yeah, was I close, didn't. close to death, Max. Um, speaking of speed, do you guys mind if I share a couple movie reviews with you? Oh please. Quick? Hey. I got a bounce. You got a bounce? All right. See you, Jim. Okay. Nice Shout meeting you. Great, great builds. The bikes are cool. Oh, that's great. Um, I should <laughs> never forgive you for standing me up, Jim. And I just want to say that on the air. If anybody's looking for a date, uh, Emma is available next Saturday. For if some anybody wants fun. to take me to a burlesque show body. in Santa Ooh. Cruz. Body burlesque. You s- yeah, body burlesque <laughs> in Santa Cruz. You step up. Halloween version. I am not going unaccompanied. Yes. You 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 said you got a BMW S1000RR, right? No. No. We just brought it up. Oh, bummer. Yeah. He's no. got a Jixer, man. Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's fine. That's it'll fine. Do. It'll do. <laughs> it'll do. It'll do. Um, so I wanted to give... Uh, I, there's two movies I saw this week. Yes. That were really good that I just want to share with everyone. Okay. And the first one isn't motorcycle related, see, Jim, but it is speed related. So it goes hand in hand. Um, I don't know if uh, anyone has seen on HBO, there's a brand new movie called The Fastest Woman on Earth. It's about Jesse Combs, who set the land speed record uh, in a jet car and then ultimately, sadly, died from it yeah. uh, while setting it. And it was a really, really good documentary of her career uh, and they and then her and they yeah and then about the run that and you know jesse combs she's a very interesting character Mm -hmm. i mean it's very very easy to see these people and you just dismiss them oh this is just a pretty celebrity and she's all talk and no action 
She was the real deal. Real deal. And they covered that. And it's a really well done uh, documentary that is on HBO. So fastest woman on earth. Yes. And for those that that don't think you know who she is, you know who she is because she was on the... uh, Mythbusters. Yeah. And the mechanics show that... uh, Top Gear? No. No. Where they would fabricate and install the... uh, Yeah. You know, like lift kits and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Uh Um, But the other She was the blonde. Yeah. Yes. The other one, which is strangely enough is similar and i have to be careful how i say this um there's a movie called chasing the championship and this is a motorcycle movie and it is currently you can watch it on amazon you can pay to watch it on amazon or it is also featured in the upcoming rev sisters film festival that you can register for revsisters.com or go to amazon right now and watch Chasing the Championship is about this uh, rider named Chrissy Rouse in Britain in the BSB, the British Superbike, yes. which is kind of like our AMA, yes. right? Superbike, yeah. right? Yep. Right. And he's a school part-time school teacher and somebody who was going after that career, trying to make it in racing, right, to get up to MotoGP. And um, he uh, had a, a, a crash and an injury that was going to take him out. Right as COVID lockdown came, which gave him the time he needed to get healthy again and get a new sponsor and get back on a bike. So it covers his season in 2021, right? And then, um, uh, which you can watch and see. So it's, it's very well done to see somebody who's really like people who doesn't have the big money behind them right? and how much they have to sacrifice and decisions like... I'm not going to make that pass because I can't risk crashing because we can't afford another bike. Like those type of things come right. into your mind when you're making your decisions on the racetrack. Um, and the, the, the update. So I, I highly recommend watching chasing the championship. It's really well done. The update is sadly um, on October 6th, he did crash and die doing what he loves doing. That is not part of the film. The film happened to come out now. After. And then he died earlier this month. Well, we should watch wow. the film then as wow. a memory so to him. So it's similar in the Jesse Combs, somebody going after what they love and doing what they love and ultimately dying doing what they love and having a documentary team working with them up to their death. And we what, we should you, all be so lucky. And what was the name of that one more time? Chasing the Championship. Chasing the Championship. And you said it's available on Amazon? Uh, on Amazon, I think like $1.99 or something. Okay. Or you go to RevSisters.com. Uh, next weekend, the festival opens and it's free the first weekend. So you so, can watch it for free. There so, you go. Uh, Max Darling, I'm sure you didn't get the opportunity to go into detail on your bikes as much as you wanted. Because no, we do just have a two-hour show. <laughs> well, what's important right now is how do our listeners get to see your bikes? Yes. Well, on Facebook, there is the Max Sizemore Facebook group. And anybody can join that group? Yes. Great. So Max Size is that, and that's just Max Sizemore. So M-A-X-S-I-Z-E-M-O-R-E. Very good. Yes, yes, it is. yes, yes, yes. And then uh, for the rest of it, for the story behind, and, and we didn't finish the story, and we probably mm, yeah. we, we really can't because, you know, there's just not enough time. But the story behind Hank's Turbo. That complete story, both sides of the story. Yes. The story that predates me. Yes. And then 
me af- after mm-hmm. the bike came into my possession. Right. Both those stories are on the internet. All you have to do is Google Hank's Turbo, and you will pull up a dozen stories about the bike. You can pull up Hank's Turbo 2.0, and that picks the bike up from when you got from it. when I got it and began my work with it. Because so, the, these are beautifully made bikes. They're done to a very, very high standard, which... I approve of. Um, there's a certain irreverence to them, which I know you approve of, Laser. Um, and I want people to have the opportunity to really see what you're doing with these things. Well, because they really are. The, you're taking a period of time, which, I mean, I love 90s bikes. I mean, I just think it's, it's when Japan were at their absolute peak in terms of creativity in terms of just giving the public the best product they had at the time. And for those of us who love these bikes, um, thank you for doing that. And thank you for just promoting this wonderful period of time in motorcycling. I I love bringing them forward. That's that's the thing I love. People are going to be able to see Max's build. Tell us about Endless Quest. Oh, Yes. Oh, yeah. Endless Quest. Okay. Well, it's a Johnny Gibbs production movie. Okay. It's, um, they are just now finishing up. Um, so should I believe we be it's calling called... you Hollywood Max? No, no. no. <laughs> believe me. If, if you're going to uh, turn on the Oscars waiting to see me, you are going to have a very, very long, <laughs> we can never long know, darling. But you what know, about your you never bike? Know. Can we see your bike? Uh, well, now... Did I did I read it or did somebody say it? I think I read it that you're going from an all from a listing format. Your next year you're moving to cameras. No, no, that's not, not us. going to happen. No, not us. Never. We we're too ugly. No, that's not true. <laughs> we are way too ugly for that kind of nonsense. So we are we are we audio only, darling. Audio only. Yeah. So except it, Bagel, he's very good looking, young man. Yeah. We will be we will be coming by we we will be coming by this way next summer on our way to Oregon. Great. So, so but we will probably oh, have where, at least where in Oregon. But you didn't say Endless Quest is a movie. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, okay. So it's it's a new biker movie. That's it's a, it's made. a motorcycle movie. It yeah. does have the opening part of the movie is all Harley Davidsons. Yeah. The middle is the building of the ZX twelve R that the movie oh. is based on. Or centered around, I should say. And the end of the movie is a road race that takes place from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it's basically about a guy going all out to get one last shot. Oh, nice. And... That's what it's that's what it's really about. They track down a bike that a man named Torquia uh, allegedly built, but nobody ever saw it. Mm. They actually find the bike. Sounds familiar. Yes, doesn't it not sound mm. like a familiar story? Sounds like we've story. heard a story like this before. Yes. <laughs> hmm. So it's basically taken what what Johnny Gibbs did was he took the story he took eighteen months of my life mm-hmm. and he turned it into Yeah, hunting for that. Yeah, that's that's basically what he did. They're just now finished um, Old Man Jackson, which is a comedy. The the problem with these small, these these little studios like this is 
it's one movie at a time. Yeah, it's yeah. one at a time. There's always the budget constraints. There's always the, the manpower. And, yeah. But the great thing about about these is there's no dailies. The studio's not calling, harassing the talent, harassing the director, harassing the producers. Ian, uh, Gibbs can go out and do what he wants the way he wants to do it, and he doesn't. And he's very, he's really well known for the endings to his movies. They're almost always not what you thought they were going to be. So I'm pretty excited about it. He's doing Mr. Blue next, and then The Endless Quest. I think that's. Right. They're casting it right now. So we'll be seeing it in the future. This could be an inclusion in the mm. Rev Sisters Film Festival mm, for late twenty twenty three. There How about you go. That? There um, you go. I have a couple updates real quick. Yes. Um the Chikistan, uh I, I lead a, a group tours of women's tours in Pakistan. Ah. And then Stumpy John, who our John is filling in for, that's he led a not me. A Stumpistan tour, the the dude's trip to to Pakistan, and we were in a little bit of a competition who had more injuries, and he was winning. But I do have an update. Oh, really? Since oh. we've returned from the trip, um, one of the women uh, did get an X-ray and had to have surgery to fix her broken wrist, and the other Ooh. one had an X-ray and found six broken ribs. So, oh, do you win just by volume of broken bones well, now? Because that's like seven. Uh, there's, I know, yeah. So, but there was a lot you know, of there was a lot of crashing on. But Stumpy's. our women were were tougher because we they didn't go to the hospital and they didn't complain. We I, had we had discussed true. earlier that you knew. Um, oh, you, you know he, Adam. Oh, Adam. Adam. Oh yeah, yeah. You you From so Iconic. so yeah. you know uh, we've you, interviewed him. You you know he had a high side. Oh no! And it was not a little high side. Oh no! From. What little I know, and I was not there, um, but yeah, I, I heard it was um, it was massive. I mean, he was soaring with the eagles before he, God, you know, landed like the yeah. sack of potatoes. Um, and he's pretty banged up. Yeah, Aww. he's he's already he just got out of surgery. I think it was a two days ago. Oh, really? We should send him a get well card because so, we, we like Adam. He's he's being plated and pinned and... Yeah. and oh, poor guy. Uh, yeah, it's it's not... Um, well, But he is back at work. Okay. I, so. I am thrilled Whoa. to report that I do um, the Italian Alps adventure. In fact, that is Emma and Kat's yeah, but, Alpine adventure. But you don't get to compete in our injury contest. And because there are <laughs> zero injuries yes, to sir. report. Um, the only injury to report was my heart got broken because I had to come home. But we're going to repeat it all next year. All right. I have some more updates. Oh, God. Um, Our good friend Matt at Breaking Away Adventures. That guy? Yeah, that guy. He's got a cool adventure coming up. Um, this is for adventure bikes, so I would not take any of your, your sport bikes down there, Max. Uh, but he's doing another um, Carrizo yeah. adventure, but now he's including the coast. So this trip is going to be um, Carrizo camping for three nights. It's going to start at the coast going down through Big Sur and the mountains and wine country, and it's going to be really cool. And it's always fun going out with Matt. Oh, so, Matt's great. That's you great. can go to breakingawaytrips.com if you're interested in joining him. Very on good. His Carrizo Adventure. Have you been to Carrizo? It's Carrizo Plain? It's um, norther of you and souther of us. And it's a plane. Yeah, like Santa Barbara ish. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. And then lastly, the 500th episode celebration. Yeah, it's coming up, isn't it? 
that's 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 quite the that's quite the milestone. Shoo, tell me about it. I know. How many years? Uh, ten. We're in our tenth year. Ten. Ten years. Five hundred yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. See yeah. the th- the thing wow. is with Misfits from day one. Liza has always made sure that this is a weekly product. Our listeners count on us. A lot of people say we're the best part of their Monday morning commute because they'll listen to us, um, you know, through through their iPod on their way to work. It's a weekly podcast. It comes out every um, every week without fail. Now, have have you made every single episode? I mean, have you been no. in every single episode? No. When I travel, they fill in for me. There's enough misfits throughout the years that somebody fills in. Okay, so there's not one person that's been in every single solitary nope. episode, nope. start to finish. Nope. So it's a rotating cast. Yes, rotating cast of characters. Yeah. Um, but um, the tickets are free, but you have to reserve a ticket. Go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com, and there's a, uh, a bar for the 500th event. Click it. So I, I haven't I haven't fully announced the, the time and the location because I haven't signed the contract, but I'm pretty sure that I got a movie theater downtown. That's no longer a movie theater, but the theater is still there. And uh, we're going to be doing a interactive. I've been putting together video and There's music a, and sound there clips. Is, there is everything. a slight hiccup. They will not allow me to do a burlesque show. No, no, no. we can still do that. Oh, we can still yes, do yes, the burlesque? Yes, I think oh, so. good. Um, so all you have to do, though, is reserve your ticket if you would like to come we want you to come so go to motorcycles and misfits.com and come be a part of our 500 we're great fun to hang out with and we're going to be recording live yes where are we at now for 90 something (laughs) (laughs) so what we're doing right now is 49x yeah 493 i think so what we're doing right now is going to be 494 Uh, or 495 Stand I by can one. Confirm that one second. Stand by. Thank you. Uh, Stand by for action. This is four ninety four. This episode. This yeah. episode is four ninety four. So you don't you don't have a whole long oh uh, just oh, I know. You, yeah I you know. don't have a lot of time. I know. Beginning of December. I know. Six yeah. weeks. First week of December. Uh, yep. Yeah. Wow. I've been working on it all year, but our venue backed out. So now I'm having to create a whole new show and 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 a new venue. So we're putting it together, and it's coming out better. Than ever. So go to Motorcycles and Misfits. And we just have two emails to read. And one of them, go ahead and read that, Emma, because you don't, aren't going to understand it. And I'll explain it. Uh, this is from Michael Don, which is Michael Don Music. So I guess he's a musician. Hey, Misfits, it's Mike D from SoCal. I really enjoy the extra short episodes that you've posted lately. I know what you've been doing, Liza Miller. Most recently being Emma's history hole on Royal Enfield. Gun parts manufacturers, who knew? Now, don't get me wrong, I look forward to the regular episodes, but these added episodes, and I refer to Emma's shorts, I got lots of pairs of shorts, (laughs) are are akin to taking a quick shot of good whiskey on a Wednesday in anticipation to knocking back a few on Friday night. Oh, I like that, darling. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to one day dropping by the garage on one of these Sundays. And he's going to bring us a box of donuts. Oh, yeah. Nos vemos más tarde anticipados. See you later, misfits. 
from Mike D. Yeah, so I've been um, cool. dropping some older episodes. So Emma right. and I, for our Patreon page, we had done a bunch of little smaller episodes, history holes, on really interesting topics, and they were locked behind the paywall. You had to be a Patreon subscriber to get and to clearly it. clearly license So I've been them. just releasing them to the public because they were great little uh, gems. Um, last week I released uh, the Beatrice Schilling episode. Um, I, I, and, I listened to that one. Yeah, and yeah, this week, Tilly, yeah. Tilly Shilling's orifice. I was, yeah, I this was, week I released the Royal Enfield, so I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. unlock some of these um, from everyone who enjoys Shall I tell you what I'd really like to do later? Is you can do it in 30 seconds. More Misfits video episodes. Okay. I had so much fun doing those. I, know. I revisited some of them, and they're just yeah. lovely little things. Yeah, we... We don't have a dedicated crew, and that was making it harder because I was having mm-hmm. to pull together different crew who didn't know actually how to operate the cameras and stuff, which then was making it harder for me in editing and the putting I the know. audio. And we had like Bagel and Jim and people who are offering up their time, but people you left who us, Bagel. Didn't really. I I left, and Mike's got a family now. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. it, I want to do it too. I want to do more mini episodes. I want to do all these things. It's the time. Right. And and for the videos that we were doing, we started doing a, a bunch of videos on our YouTube channel. And I bought better and better camera equipment, but we don't really yeah. have people who know how to use it. Which we, is, we need a new camera maven. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> one more email real quick. Uh, just listening to the podcast about the... Uh, up-and-coming Chinese bikes last week. We were just talking yes. about that. Uh, you completely missed the Goliath of Chinese bikes, CF Moto. That is true. Yes. They are majority mm. owners in KTM, so Liza may be riding a handsome Asian. Uh, P.S. <laughs> fuck knock. I miss him. I ride a Vulcan Voyager, and don't call it a road sofa. I prefer to call it a two-wheeled love seat. Oh, nicely <laughs> done. And my bride of 35 years, and I take it on motorcycle camping adventures. Love what you do, and keep it up. Oh, yeah, see if Mono, um, I want to try them out. I've been hearing really good things about them, and I want to try them out. So that's why I haven't talked about them, because I have not actually seen one in person. Fair dues, then. But maybe at AIM Expo, we will. I can tell you, the CF Moto, uh, they're pretty much taking over on the side-by-side scene as well. Yeah. When I travel around the mm. country to see these multi-line motorcycle dealerships, they have the CF Moto side-by-side just lined up, and just as many of those lined up outside as they do the Hondas or the Kawasaki's or anything else. No, so just just quick recap, go to uh, Facebook, Max Sizemore. Right. Yep. And to his go. group, if you're going to get a few more friends coming a, up, right group. quick, Max. Uh, don't forget to watch Fastest Woman on Earth on HBO and Chasing the Championship on Amazon or Rev Sisters Film Festival. And don't forget to check out Breaking Away Adventures and Jocelyn is a Hero and MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com to come to our 500th episode taping. Well, I think that's did that's I get it com- all? I think so. I, get, I think so, too. But what I didn't say is thank you, Max and Jen, for coming and joining us. It was a pleasure. Yeah, did you, yeah. Have, a, did you have a good time? It's, it's Absol- a- absolutely. It's um, This is the first time, you know, I this social media stuff, like I said, I, I have nieces and nephews who step in and, and run most of that for me because I... I can think of about a thousand things I'd rather be doing. Yeah. Well, and we're trying so to make not, it painless for you. Well, this is this is actually this is not bad. This is <laughs> it's, you know, a, it's a bunch of nut jobs who like you, to sit around talking about motorcycles when you all get, day. On the way into the studio, it's it's a little nerve wracking. You know, you're thinking about what you know, but once you get down and I like I told you, 
I watched, I, I listened to the first mm-hmm. 10 and the last 10 of as many episodes as I, as I could. <laughs> and that kind of made me feel better about the whole thing. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, yeah, it, it's great. The, the way I see it, Max, we get all kinds of people in here and we're very different well, that's, people that's as well. Well, that's the key. That's the key. But we all share this same commonality. We all have this visceral love of motorcycles. And really, that's the most important thing of all. Yeah, well, and, and thanks. If you like motorbikes, this is the place for you. And thanks to John for coming and hanging out with us today. That um, ain't John, that's Texas. Texas John, you got to hang no, out I with like the No, I like just Texas. And, and see see how it, it works. Did you enjoy it? Absolutely, I enjoyed it. And I uh, pers- appreciate you guys having me. You actually got to meet Knock today. Yes, he still I exists. All, I got to meet. I got to meet a lot of people. Yeah. today. a lot of misfits. A lot so. of misfits. You still come around to the garage yeah. and, and hang out. We had a good time. Um, yeah, Max, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. I look forward to coming back, and we'll bring the we'll bring the big rig next time. Yeah, yeah please do, yeah. And, and so we can actually see these, we'll, these bills. We'll unload a few mm. of them and. And there you right. go. Yeah, I like uh, the sound of that. I'll be Some happy to bring uh, Hank's turbos on the road right now. That's wow, that's the cool. bike we're campaigning Ooh, all yeah. over the place. So yeah, that's all right. definitely doable. All right, so um, we're about to uh, wrap it up. I'm going to start it, and you guys are going to follow along really easy. When I point to you, say your name, Chen. Are you ready? When I point, say your name. Okay, so. Thanks, everyone. Let's get out of here. This is Liza. This is Texas John. Emma Darling. Chan. This is Max. <laughs> Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool.